Hi everyone, I welcome you to today's podcast as we start our journey on this second episode of leadership. I would like to start with a very simple narrative that my mother liked to narrate to me during our kitchen philosophical discourse and uh, she used to narrate on uh, uh, one particular time, once upon a time, that there was the stars came tumbling down and they were blasting in flames and everyone in that place wondered what the world had come into and they asked themselves who is there to guide the stars back to their firmament and the sun arose and said by my light i will lead back the stars to their firmament and i will shine so bright that the stars will stick by me to shine in the night leadership is not about fading the lights of others but showing others to shine their light at the frequency of their capacity that's what my mother used to teach me during our kitchen philosophic discourse but today we want to discuss leadership at another frequency leadership can be traced back to the prehistoric times which in essence imply that leadership has been with mankind since the very time of existence leadership therefore becomes one of the most studied and discussed subject but yet we cannot still place our dirt on the spot called leadership we still cannot place what leadership is all about we still get it wrong uh, we will still get it wrong but uh, at least uh, past experiences teaches us what not to do and what is not leadership the diversity in different discourse on leadership by different scholar is an indication that on how broad the subject of leadership is and uh, if you keen enough uh, during our first podcast we discussed leadership and we looked at uh, leadership from different paradigms uh, but today we are looking at it from a different angle uh, for example Plato in his book The Republic talks of leadership and put a case for philosopher kings he points out that uh, uh, to be a leader you must be a philosopher and this we can give an example of uh, Solomon in the Bible Solomon or Suleimani was a very wise king uh, a philosopher king as uh, the case might be uh, he was able to lead the nation uh, by his wisdom he used wisdom to lead the nation and uh, according to history during his time there were no wars he was at peace with all his neighbors and uh, the nation that he led prospered that is a philosopher king and that is the case that plato puts in, in place uh, plato argues that uh, for us to prosper we need philosopher king actually at that particular time he was discussing against democracy he was saying that we cannot allow people who drink and marry and do all manner of things uh, to be given the opportunity to elect leaders but we should through wisdom look for somebody who has studied who has proved himself wise to lead a nation that was uh, plato's uh, idea of uh, leadership while machiavelli <laughs> in his book the prince 
puts a case for a maverick leader, uh, an authoritarian maverick leader, according to uh, Keith Grint uh, in his uh, book uh, Leadership. A very small, short introduction. Uh, he points out that uh, Machiavelli uh, discusses uh, and uh, has. Uh, he has proclivity towards uh, authoritarianism and uh, he believes that for a person to be a leader he must be maverick he must be ready to play power games uh, know how to manipulate people uh, that was a Machiavellian uh, way of understanding what leadership is you can read the book The Prince uh, I've seen it on Google uh, Play, Google Books. It is there. You can uh, download it and read The Prince. It's a good book. You learn one thing or the other on how power and the influence of power in leadership. Uh, but on the other side, Peter Northhouse elaborates on the evolution of leadership in the 20th and 21st century and highlights certain leadership traits that uh, certain leadership principles and uh, and and characteristics that are uh, let me call them modern he talks of the trait approach that is uh, uh, people are born with leadership skills he talks of skills approach that is that you have to be taught and trained on leadership he talks of behavioral approach whereby we look at your behavior do you behave like a king we talk uh, he talks of situational approach that is uh, leaders who come up as a result of situation we are seeing uh, in the current crisis in the current crisis of covid-19 we are seeing some uh, of the leaders emerging people uh, at this particular situation they are very good at it and they are good at mobilizing good at uh, uh, discussing with the people they are very good in this situation uh, so they are situational uh, leaders uh, we he discusses of path goal theory uh, whereby the goal the results determine uh, the path you lead the people by showing the followers which path to follow and the leader which goal to achieve um, transformational leadership authentic leadership servant uh, leadership and adaptive leadership all of these if we have time in the podcasts uh, in the coming episodes we'll be able to discuss them today we will be looking at skills approach uh, uh, kind of leadership and also path goal uh, kind of approach in leadership uh, but I will start with the trait uh, approach because uh, for us to go to the skill approach and path goal approach we need honestly speaking to first understand the trait approach uh, the trait approach assumes that uh, uh, leadership is inherent uh, and it is in the chosen few uh, it implies that the traits of followership is also inherent and in the majority of the people. 
Uh, in the monarchies, it was believed that the leadership was a birthright for a particular lineage and the crown hair apparent was indoctrinated on what leadership was and it was assumed that such training will resonate with the inborn leadership traits whether the assumption was correct or not that is up to you to decide uh, some of you some of you have seen uh, games of throne and you you saw the power games that are in that uh, uh, good tv series uh, on leadership and the manipulation that is there and it is up to you to decide whether you think that uh, people are born with uh, uh, some traits that uh, once they develop those traits they are supposed to be leaders and it is uh, on particular lineage particular family that is up to you to decide that is up to you to decide but honestly speaking we have uh, Solomon King Solomon one great leader very wise and uh, when he died his son took over Rehoboam a very useless leader so confused messed up everything so is it lineage is it a trait what was lacking Rehoboam that he led Israel to split into Israel and Judah he couldn't hold the nation together so that is up to you to decide if uh, the trait approach is the right way to go you can look at King Henry you can look at King Louis all a study for you to come up with your own conclusion but what is your opinion uh, are you born with followers uh, trait or leadership trait Dr Miles Munro in his seminal book Spirit of Leadership points out that leadership is an attitude it's actually a spirit that is inherent in every human being and it lies docile until it is activated are you ready to activate your own leadership trait or do you want to confine yourself to a corner and be a follower does uh, that do you get angry when you see poor leadership do you is something do you have some fire in you that when you see leadership you get so angry you see poor leadership you get so angry you you you're like what is this uh, even if it is not your own country even if it is not your own organization if it is not even if it is something so long as you're looking at it and you and it makes you angry I, i'm not an american and when enron messed big time i was so angry with the leadership because i had to go through and see what enron did and the leadership behind the failure of enron and i was like really you see i don't know about you but there is always fire that burns in you when there is poor leadership i've seen people complain even about the chiefs i've seen people complain about uh, uh, teachers i've seen people complain about different people it is that fire that burns in you that tells you you're not just a follower there is leadership in you that's why you are able to see when poor leadership is in place and you get so angry uh, anyway the key thing we need to understand is that there is something in you there is leadership skills or leadership traits in you there is that attitude of leadership let me go with the words of dr miles mungro there is 
that leadership attitude in you that is lying docile are you ready to activate it or will you suffocate that attitude uh, and uh, make it docile important dian williams in his book real leadership identifies the traits of a counterfeit or if you like the pseudo leader and those traits are as follows he says those type of people if you want to see uh, counterfeit leadership pseudo leadership things that are not real people who pretend to be leaders but they're not uh, you'll see this kind of traits in them number one these people who call themselves leaders yet they force people they manipulate people to follow them through excessive emphasis of you have to follow me i am the only one who knows how to lead you you have to question that kind of leadership you've seen them they are the people who pretend that without them you cannot do anything they don't show you how they just need you to follow them they emphasize on you following them but they don't know they don't show you why how their emphasis is just follow me you've seen them even in the household i am the husband everybody knows you're the husband why do you keep on shouting to your wife i'm the husband i'm the husband there is something wrong when you have to emphasize on who you are i am i am the husband uh, i am your boss i am the leader i am i you see when you try to uh, emphasize on people to follow you by reason of your position by reason of who you think you are then that is counter faith leadership according to Dean Williams another type of counterfeit leadership are the type of people we call leaders yet they are preoccupied with dominance the male chauvinist type the so called control freak and in political terms the so called dictators people who are more concerned with uh, dominating your thoughts dominating you in one way or the other they will uh, like to be the alpha and the omega they will be the, in everything you've seen them in african leadership it has it was common every place it will be named after a particular president every road every place this road is named after this one this road is named after that one from the hospital to the road to the stadium to the school to every place that kind of uh, insisting on dominating others manipulating others in dominance dian williams call it counterfeit leadership and i agree another type of counterfeit leadership uh the type of people we call leaders yet they are apprehensive of consultation and fully engaging their followers in a meaningful discussion before making decision that affects the followers or the state of their well-being anytime you're busy making decision on your own yet you have people 
you have a following you never consult them you never discuss with them uh, i am a kenyan and i like uh, our constitution 2010 which allowed us uh, to be able to discuss almost everything everything must be consulted there is that public participation in almost everything we need to be consulted as a public you need to consult uh, governors are required to consult with their public uh, the nation needs to it is automatic the consultation is there but do we do it are we engaging it and the so called followers do you participate when the time comes for public participation uh, we are not talking about followers therefore as a leader do you encourage people to engage in public participation do you engage the public and consult with them uh, do you engage your staff do you engage your people that is the question that Dean Williams asks and he says if you're not consulting if you're not discussing then he calls it counterfeit leadership having said that having looked at uh, this kind of uh, counterfeit pseudo leadership Uh, let's look at now the two skills approach that we are set to the two two leadership uh, approaches that you're set to discuss today mainly the skills approach and path goal approach the skills approach actually emphasizes on skills and ability in leadership do you have the skills do you have the leadership I'm thankful to God uh, that at one time I was taken uh, I was given an opportunity to study leadership uh, through East Africa Wongozi Institute uh, back in the days uh, in Tanzania and we had a very great discussion met great minds great leaders uh, uh, in Kenya in uh, East Africa in the US and in Europe it was a a good system of bringing young minds together and letting them discuss that was back then back then i don't know if that kind of interaction still exists but it plays a role in studying uh, leadership and trying to uh, train people into leadership skills but just because you went through that kind of training does it automatically make you a leader that is the question you are asking do the skills that you are taught you are trained make you a leader uh, this approach was first promulgated by robert kans in effort of emphasizing that leadership can be developed through acquiring the necessary skills uh, his main point was we cannot keep on pointing out and uh, on uh, traits that people are born with leadership that person is born with leadership therefore he must be a leader he said that people can be taught leadership and uh, once they get the skills they also qualify to be leaders cars identify three requisite skills in leadership and they include the following technical skills he pointed out human skills and conceptual skills in elaborating these three type of skills he said that uh, they all operate at different frequencies 
for example the top management where conceptual top management that is a top management top management of an organization top management in a country top management whichever it is uh, that that need, demands that you should have the conceptual and human skills and they must be very high and uh, minimal technical uh, skills uh, he talks of middle management uh, managers these are, these are managers and he says that uh, they require uh, skills the technical skills must be very very high then he talks of the supervisory management where technical skills and human skills must be high and uh, uh, you don't need so much conceptual skills uh, you can read these uh, the the online you can read about robert cards and his theories on skill leadership they're online so you can read many people have studied it so it's something when you google robert cards uh, skill leadership will get something from there but the key point is uh, do you agree that uh, for you to be a leader you have to be trained and every leader must be trained and uh, be taught on how to be a leader i think the failure of leadership mainly is on wrong indoctrination anytime you feed a wrong program in a computer it will give you an error and i believe the failure of leadership is because of feeding wrong programs in the name of trainings and uh, putting uh, training and indoctrinating people in the skills that has led to poor leadership and i'm not against skill leadership like i pointed out i went through one and uh, honestly speaking it was a uh, quite experience but i believe strongly that uh, this skill when you are being taught the skills must resonate with the attitude of leadership inside of you when the two resonate and they are able to mingle and 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 and, 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 and actually let me put it uh, if they are able to mingle and 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 combine forces then uh, leadership can come forth good leadership will be the result but uh, otherwise uh, when we just insist on skills and you train people and uh, then you assume that just the training of people on leadership is enough to make them a leader uh, i don't know how to put it but i think it is up to you to judge you've seen those train uh, managers you've seen them you've seen like i pointed out enron had well trained people but it collapsed one of the biggest corporation in the united states of america collapsed with skill leadership in place but it still collapsed but i'm also emphasizing that one of the greatest nation by then israel uh, was able to thrive under solomon he did not have, he was not trained in, in leadership he just received wisdom he says his wisdom he was able to draw it from his mother and from his father and uh, from god also and uh, basically you see the kind of leadership that he was able to offer the broad peace in the region uh, brought uh, prosperity to the nation uh, so uh, it is up to you anyway to see uh and understand skill leadership and know if skill leadership skill based skill approach 
whereby people are indoctrinated with skills of leadership plays a role in good leadership another theory this one i like it the path goal theory just because i like it doesn't mean that it is the correct one i like it because it also considers the followers this theory is the only theory uh, by then that came in and said that no if you have to look at leadership we have also to look at the followers that that's why i like it uh the path goal theory focuses on what motivate followers and the role uh, of leadership playing in generating such motivation what motivates followers to follow uh, a leader uh, what motivated the stars to follow the sun in the narrative that my mother used to narrate it is because the sun used light the sun said by my light i will lead the stars back to their firmament and when the stars that are full of light so the greater light which is the sun they followed back but you see the sun also knew that as much as the stars are following uh, they also need to show for their own leadership and the sun allowed the stars to shine their light in the night so it is quite interesting this is an interesting one i love it uh not because uh, it is the only or it is the good approach but it at least look at the followers the traits of the followers the proclivities of the followers what triggers the followers to follow a leader uh in this uh, in this uh, theory for example nothaus points out uh, as follows leadership generate motivation when it increases the number and the kinds of payoffs that followers receive from their work leadership also motivates when it makes the path to the goal clear and easy to travel through coaching and direction removing obstacles and roadblocks to attain the goal the landmark uh, and making the work uh, itself more personally satisfying uh, you see very clear very clear the motivation part that leadership they have to motivate uh, first by making the goal to be clear show that the path that you are asking me to follow is also easy to travel uh, and also coaching the direction and removing the obstacles and roadblocks that are in place to ensure that the followers uh, go through without the roadblocks the obstacles to attain the goals uh, to make the work worthwhile working worthwhile getting whatever that they want we've seen this kind of leadership i don't want to discuss like i said it is not about discussing people but uh, it is something uh, worth looking at uh, in the path goal theory there are three four types of leaders that emerge number one type and like i said these types do not operate in isolation they have to intermingle that uh, it is something that though 
this one is inherent here this one also must be there this one must be there this one must be there and all of them will be applied at a particular time and at a particular situation uh, in effort towards uh, making the followers have an easy way to attain the goals uh, the directive leader is the type of leader that communicate expectations and is more concerned with completion of the task as per the schedule while maintaining the defined performance standards it is very important we've seen manifestos coming forth uh, before election people bring forth manifesto very good manifesto they make heaven uh, on earth experience through their manifestations but when they start ruling they uh, honestly speaking sometimes it's hell on earth uh, their rulership becomes hell on earth uh, but the manifesto if you compare the manifesto and you compare what they promised and what they're delivering it's so different what is lacking the directive leadership the manifesto was there the manifesto is like the blueprint the architects always develop a blueprint architectural blueprint and you'll see them in every building you go before it comes up you'll see the drawing that will show you how the building will be they'll even uh, give you the glimpse through the drawing of how beautiful the building will be before the two rivers was constructed i saw and uh, i saw beautiful beautiful image and honestly speaking when i went to the two rivers uh, what was drawn is exactly what is there and i'm happy about that that is what it should be that is oh for those who don't know two rivers two rivers is a is a we'll discuss it later like i said i don't want to discuss things uh, people i'm not advocating for some, some people no 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 i'm talking about leadership so honestly speaking what lacks mainly is the directive leadership that uh, the goal is there but there is lack of direction towards achieving that goal and we see the chaos the shambles then uh, hell uh, we see instead of heaven that was promised uh, that is a lack of directive leadership uh, the leader uh honestly speaking somebody failed in directing the followers towards the towards, towards attaining the the goal that was required and when we talk of followers we do not mean the, the entire sometimes the followership does not entirely mean the citizenry or everyone the followers could be categorized everyone is following a leader when you are at the helm of an organization everybody is following you but you'll have your inner circle the people that you talk to directly the people who will follow your direction your directives this is where we are heading and this is what we need to put in place for this to be there and these people the inner circle also come up with their visions and missions that are aligned to your own that trickles down to 
the citizenry to the other people uh, the lowest cadre in the organization that will follow the same path say so that the vision of inner outer uh, and uh, the core are the same and that is what uh, brings forth result the challenge we have is when these visions do not align the the vision at the core do not align with the vision at the inner core uh, the vision at the inner core does not align with the vision of the outer core and the vision of the outer core does not align with the vision of the people who are following on the outside so uh, that that is a long a long long it's a lecture on its own I will not engage I'm sorry I've gone even beyond uh, what I should have discussed on that matter but uh, directive leadership is important that's why I've emphasized directive leadership it is not authoritarian leadership it is directive uh, you just give direction and people follow you Moses did so and people followed him Uh, in the Bible there is that story of Moses when he was doing things by himself and his father-in-law Jethro came in and he said no you can't be doing these things by yourself you need to have another group of people who will be doing these other things but align their vision to your vision align your vision to their vision and them to align their vision to the vision of the people who are following then things will work and when Moses did that uh good leadership emerged and everything was done you did not need to consult Moses on everything there were three million people can you imagine three million people everyone coming to you I have this case uh, my neighbor uh, did this and that to me and uh, I need solution blah 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 um, no you don't need to be the leader that goes down to that way direction be directive leader be a directive directive leadership is what required in that uh, situation and circumstances uh, another type of leadership is supportive leader uh, a supportive leader is a type of leader that gives emotional support by showing concern to the need and welfare of the followers we generate a work environment of mutual respect i will have said more on this that sometimes uh, supportive leader leaders become the anesthesia they are the ones that are uh, honestly speaking uh, give you piriton and valium to sleep while messes are gone uh, that is not the supportive leader that is pseudo supportive leadership but supportive leadership are leaders that support the directive the vision that is in place uh, the vision on where people are going but also support the people to go with them in the same vision i will have talked about moses who was the leader but also supportive leader he supported the vision uh, he supported the people he showed them the way he could come down and teach them the way that they should go supporting them all through i remember when they messed up big and they were supposed to be killed all of them and moses had to go and cry to god and say no you cannot kill all of them they have messed yes but it is you who delivered them from this point and brought them to this point so if you kill them what is the purpose of you delivering them that is supportive leadership i'm not saying that you support the people in their evil i'm saying that you support people to align them into the vision 
that uh, the organization is taking that the nation is taking you support the people let the people do don't impose support the people support the people in this time of covid 19 uh, we need supportive leadership not dictatorial uh, do not dictate to the people when you dictate it it bring it honestly speaking it generates rebellion you need to support the people support the people i know i know and i know that people are stubborn but you need to support them show them the vision show them what is there and what they stand to gain and support them to align to the vision that you have on the safety nets that you put in place support the people support your followers stand there as a strong strong armor of support for your people uh, the followers you're dealing with people uh, that have different mentality mindsets and uh, they might go there are people who are emotionally weak there are people different types of people you're dealing with it depends with the number but all of them need your support in order for them to move forward not don't talk down to people talk with the people don't talk down to the people talk to the people please do not talk down to the people talk to the people when you talk to the people you're able to support them and when you support them then at the same time you achieve the vision that is required then there is the participative leader another type is the participative leader this is the type of leader that engages the followers in mutual decision making uh, so similar with supportive leadership but different because the participative leader means that he engages the people he will be there he wears their shoes understands their pain and therefore he knows when the people say that this one is difficult when people say that uh, yes we are afraid of coronavirus but we are more afraid of the hunger that coronavirus is causing we must be able to listen to what the people are saying we must be able to listen to what the people are saying giving people food does not answer to the hunger uh the normal uh, the, there is uh, people have said it time and again teach me how to fish stop giving me fish teach me how to fish i'll be able to feed myself give me fish i will depend on you on the fish every now and then so please let's participate with the people let's wear their shoes we build our own castle in the air difficult to access and we assume everything is rosy because we live in a in a cloistered uh, well secured place and we assume everybody lives the same way no there are people who are even afraid to walk out at seven in the night because where they live moving out at seven means something else to them so let's wear their shoes let's wear their shoes there are people who if they don't go out and engage in productive work they'll not have something on their table let's not assume let's not assume and push people to penury in the name that you are solving their problems why do you secure the health of the people yet you cannot secure the nutrition that keeps the health secure the nutrition that keeps the health and the people remain healthy.
that tells you the kind of leadership uh, every nation is experiencing different type of leadership people are struggling uh, uh, I, Belarus president say that uh, you would rather die standing rather than die on his knees that is a statement encourage your people to stand to stand let your people stand show your people how to fight your people will help you fight and win the battle just teach your people teach your people be supportive participate with the people show them by participating with them participate wear their shoes know where their know where their pain is where their shoes and know where their pain is and participate with them teach the people how to fight they will fight for you and they will win the battle for you then another type uh, of path goal uh, leadership is the achievement oriented leaders these are the type of leaders that set challenging goals to the followers and at the same time expect high levels of performance from the followers it is not wrong to set uh, goals uh, high levels uh, raise the standard you want to raise uh, raise the standard raise the bar of the standards for the people and people rise you can't uh, be perpetuating mediocrity and expect excellency no mediocrity always will give birth to mediocrity excellency will always give birth to excellency therefore raise the bar raise the bar high raise the bar high and show the people how to reach those bars set challenging goals to the followers you're dealing with people who are highly intelligent set uh, challenging goals you're dealing with people who are highly intelligent and let them run with it set set the standards the biggest problem with africa is we have failed in setting up the standards whether it whether in our businesses whether in our politics whether in our social life we failed in setting up the standards uh, and when we fail to set up the standards then mediocrity has a way of finding its way we have le- we have uh, leaders in business we call them leaders in business but yet they are full of mediocrity no standards at all no standards at all no standards at all and i'm not talking just of high moral standards i mean quality of products i mean quality of products what kind of products are we putting in the market what is their quality why are we having people importing uh things that we produce here and they feel that when they import from uh developed nation 
they are importing something that is far much better than our own. Why? Because we lack standards. We've not put standards in place for the products. We don't have standards for people who hold office. That's why corruption becomes a cancer. Actually, a friend of mine said that it is not a cancer. It is a vampire. Corruption is a vampire. It is not a cancer that eats you and uh, suck your blood pole pole. No, it is a vampire that drains you out. And we've seen the nations of Africa being drained out by corruption. Because we don't have standards. We don't have standards that we've placed for leadership. We don't have standards that we've placed on people who hold office. Actually, a friend of mine once said that uh, when you're corrupt, uh, people think that you're great. That if you can steal more money and uh, you people in your village will think that you're great. How can, honestly speaking, stealing on what will have assisted the nation to move to the next step and people consider you a hero that is a semantic absurdity I don't want to go there uh, this is uh, a leadership uh, podcast it is not an emotional thing and I always get emotional when I start discussing on uh, failure in leadership especially because of corruption because we fail to put the standards um, the great writer Chunia Achebe wrote uh, The Trouble with Nigeria. It's a simple, uh, it's a kind of a book. But when you read the book, The Troubles in Nigeria, what he called The Trouble with Nigeria, honestly speaking, is, a is the trouble with almost all the nation on, on, on planet Earth. All the nation on planet Earth have been privileged to travel in some of the nation. But uh, that is the trouble with the nation on planet earth the lack of discipline the lack of standards uh, those are things that uh, come as a result that we've not been able to come up with achievement oriented leaders uh, on a very on a very very using a very bad example that I don't like Hitler was achievement oriented leader and he put standards and he made all the Germans to follow him by the standards he came into leadership just after the first world war one and uh, the League of Nations had placed some uh, uh, some I don't know how to call them that placed some of the worst 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 sanctions on Germany and Hitler rose up at that particular time with achievement mentality oriented leadership that he had uh, the collapsing industries he was able to raise them back 
and it was German for Germans. It was German for Germans. And he meant it. And he restored the pride of the people when the Volkswagen came up, when different vehicles were coming up, when industries were running again, when technology, German was moving very fast with technology. People believed and followed. I say this is not one of the best example, but it is a good one to show when you set up standards and you're set to achieve, no matter how evil you are, you raise the standards of the people and people see the change and you develop uh, what I call nationalism based on results. Then you have a following that cannot be stopped. I will have given an example of somebody who's trying to do the Hitler, but uh, you all know, I don't need to, to describe him, you all know. We know German for Germans. Uh, we, you, I don't need to name names, but you all know. But he lacks the charisma of Hitler and the achievement-oriented leadership skills that Hitler had. I started on a very bright note and I'm finishing on a very dark note. Why? Because the world as it is is facing a pandemic, is facing uh, uh, wicked problems that needs good leadership to bring us through. The stars are tumbling down. Where is the sun to tell us that it will lead the stars back to its firmament by the light? That is the question I will leave with you to think about. And uh, in the next podcast, we'll discuss more. Have a blessed week. Have a blessed time. Thank you very much.